Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Congressman Michael Guest is optimistic that Republicans will take back the House next year. Historically, the party in power loses double-digit seats in a midterm election. And then we know that currently there is a five-seat majority in the House of Representatives. And then also we saw with this latest, latest census data that was released that, that we saw that states which are uh, uh, generally conservative were gaining seats. Uh, yeah. And some of your more liberal states, California and, and New York, were losing seats. And Mandy Gunasakara, a Mississippi native and former chief of staff at the EPA, is concerned about President Biden's climate agenda and the focus on green energy. You make energy more expensive, which is their plan. A lot of American jobs are going to resurface in manufacturing operations overseas in countries like India and China and the like. During his address to Congress, Biden maintained that addressing climate change can create millions of American jobs. I'm Andy Davis. There's not a lot that's free in life. I mean, it costs to bring you into this world, and when you leave it, and everything in between. Well, there is something free and valuable to your well-being, and that's for you to call 811 before you dig, pull stumps, erect a mailbox, dig a post, or start a garden. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. A Madison County mother was sentenced this week for sexually assaulting her biological sons. Dakota Ray will serve 20 years in prison for the crime without the possibility of parole. She must also register as a sex offender upon her release. An investigation into sexual abuse allegations by Ridgeland police resulted in two counts being filed against Ray. She pled guilty to both counts last week. And the newest marker on the Mississippi Country Music Trail will be unveiled next Friday, commemorating the events that led to Johnny Cash's night at the Starkville City Jail on May 11, 1965. I was walking down the street and, uh, you know, going to get me some cigarettes or something about 2 o'clock in the morning after a show. I think I was. Anyway, I reached down and picked a dandelion here and a daisy there as I went along and this car pulls up. said, get it the hell in here, boy. What are you doing? I said, I'm just picking flowers. Well, $36 picking flowers in a night in jail. Well, sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. In Southeastern Conference baseball action yesterday, Mississippi State took on South Carolina, came over with a 9 nothing win in the first game of the series to improve to 34-10, 15-7 in the Southeastern Conference. State and South Carolina will play again today with 3 o'clock first pitch, 2.30 airtime on the MSU Baseball Network. Sunday's game will be a 12.30 airtime. Ole Miss at Texas A&M. Texas A&M had a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth inning to win at 9-8 over the Ole Miss Rebels, who fall to 32-13, 13-9 in the South Southeastern Conference. They'll play again today. 11 o'clock first pitch, 10.30 airtime this morning on the Ole Miss Baseball Network. Southern Miss and Middle Tennessee went to the bottom of the 10th inning. And USM won 2-1 two to one with two runs after going nothing to nothing through nine innings. The Golden Eagles are now 30-15, 17-7 in Conference USA. This is Sports Mississippi. 
Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Thanks. I want to talk about what Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation is. We serve as the largest general farm organization in Mississippi with more than 170,000 member families. We're here to solve problems for our Mississippi farmers so they can have a better life and make a better living. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. In the Gulf South Conference baseball tournament being played in Oxford, Alabama, number five seed Delta State defeated Valdosta State by a score of 12 to 2 yesterday. So Delta State will now play number one seed Lee at 10 o'clock this morning in a winner's bracket ball game. A win for the Statesmen in that game, and they will go to the semifinal round on Monday. If the Statesmen lose the game today against Lee, they will play on Sunday in a stay-alive game in the Gulf South Conference baseball tournament. In the Gulf South Conference softball tournament, also being played in Oxford, Alabama, the Mississippi College Lady Choctaws shut out Alabama Huntsville 8 to nothing. So... The Lady Chucks now will play number one seed Auburn Montgomery for the Gulf South Conference Softball Championship today in a game scheduled for 12.30. Lady Choctaws playing for the GSC Softball Tournament Championship, the Delta State Statesman trying to make it to the championship round of the baseball tournament. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is Weekend Gardening for (laughs) Mother's Day weekend. Could it be Mama's Day weekend? Maybe so. Thank you so much for deciding that this was the place you wanted to spend a little time and these were the topics you were interested in. Of course, that is all about gardening, the green world, the things we like, the things we don't like, the things we wish would grow better and the things that we wish wouldn't perhaps grow at all in some cases. I've been pulling out Smilax and cutting down those particular... I like briars, don't get me wrong. I'm all about the dewberries and the wild blackberries and those things. It's my wildlife what I fondly refer to as the wildlife habitat that others might call the strange mess in my back garden. But, uh, oh, we the Smilax is just vicious. If you have lived in other parts of the world, you may know it as the adorable heart-shaped green leaf that grows outside and is inimitably hardy called green briar. Well, that's because it is as green as it is briarful, and it is, has no, none of those lovely qualities to me. So I've been working on that. What have you been working on? Guess who's here? Hello, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. Greenbrier sounds like the name of a fancy estate. I'm sure it is. Probably somewhere. Yes, I'm sure Probably it multiple is. estates. Probably. <laughs> I, that, when I moved to Mississippi, I spent a lot of time in Mississippi in my childhood. But when I moved here as an adult, I was amazed at how many things were named after ridge or wood or both. 
and it's still sort of con- good thing that there's lanes and you know alleys and streets and roads. <laughs> uh, let's see, I think there's even a, a cove. You know, <laughs> anyway, we we don't we're not really creative as human beings. We want to be able to put simple street signs up, simple names of things. Um, I was reminded of a developer in my childhood who's. The, the streets were all named with girls' names. And then I realized when I'm, as I got older, I realized those were his sisters. He was the only boy in a group of like seven. So, <laughs> what you, that's the best names in the world. All of them liked it. Let's see now. Good grief. Let's get talking. Let's get going today. The Super Talk call line is 888 Of course, the ceasefire text line is 601-879-4395. Thank you very much. James is wishing me happy Mother's Day, and you too, of course, with a a beautiful, looks to me like it might be a crinum lily. That's a beautiful flower. Really pretty. Thank you for that. Let's hop on to the uh, phone lines. What do you say? And talk with John in Aberdeen. What's going on, John? Uh, Nutgrass. Ah, <laughs> uh, I've heard pieces here and there about you talking about nutgrass and how hard it is to control. But I remember you said that you could use visqueen, uh, uh, six mil visqueen. Yes, sir. Now I need to know when do I when do I put it on and how long do I leave it on? Well, most years I would have said May, but this year I'm saying June because it's still too cool for it to work. <laughs> What we're doing in this process called solarization is we're focusing the sun's rays more directly on the piece of earth. So, for example, when I had to kill the nutgrass that I I don't I brought in with something, who knows, but when it gets started, you know, it's just awful. And when I needed to get that, I, I took everything out of it that it was a plant that I wanted. And then I didn't cut the nutgrass down, but I did cut it off a little bit with a string trimmer. You know, in other words, leave some green. But you don't have to leave all of it. And then you take the six mil plastic, stretch it over the top of the bed or the space, wherever it is you're doing this, bury the edges, walk away, and come back in September. And they, okay. And they'll That's be, they'll be dead. It takes that long for the nutgrass. Now, if you just had Bermuda grass, you'd be back in there about late July. Because what we're doing at this point, of course, is using the sun's rays to not only kill those nuts of the nutgrass, but to also kill the future nuts of the nutgrass, <laughs> you know, the seedlings that are under the earth and also the other seeds. What they found was that this process of solarization done at an average daily temperature of 85 degrees, which is not hard for us to find, for six weeks will take care of seeds to a depth of four to six inches. But because we're trying to kill the nuts of the nutgrass, we want to go a little bit longer. Okay, so you think I'm leaving on to September? Yep. I, I promise I did it. I promise like I did about, It's about like 400 by 400. <clears throat> And and I, what I want to do is put it on and kill it and move it over some rather than have to buy more. But uh, yep. well, you can you I can certainly now, and, you may want to do that in um, in coordination with a spray program since you have that big of an area, because there are things that you can use and you'll be able to come back within about six months and and replant. You know and what I'm saying is you may want to do both. You may want to have a, a chemical program as well as a physical program because that's a lot of space. Okay, now right. 
uh, Roundup, will it do any good? No. <laughs> It'll knock it down, but it won't take it out. However, um, your your main garden centers, your 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 you know your your independent garden centers, or even your big boxes with a garden center attached, will have a couple of different project products that will be for sedges and nutgrasses, and th- that's what you want to look at. Just read it so that it, you know for sure how long it'll take before you can come back and plant. Uh, that's better than putting hogs in there and eating the nuts up. That's, they say that'll work. Well, un- unless you happen to have a meat cutter in the family, <laughs> I would say that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, John. Well, On the I'm other not- hand, if there's sausage in the program, no, we have no trouble with that. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay. Thank you, sir. Appreciate hearing from you. <laughs> One of the things that always um, tickles me is the links we will go to to try and get something out. I, right now, I'm literally fighting a couple of different spots of poison ivy that I promise you were not there last year, that were not there the year before. And I am, I'm seldom going to resort, but I'm about to resort to some pretty serious get down on those things just because they got away from me. I had them under control last year, and this year I don't. And I know that if I can't get it going this year, then I've really got trouble. So they'll be headed into my raised beds next. Um, Poison ivy's tough stuff. You knew that, didn't you? Let's see. Um, What's Mike doing? Let's go to to Houston and see what's happening. Hey, Mike. Well, good morning. Well, good morning to you. Hello. I have got got a mystery plant that uh, just come up. I know I planted it, but uh, I don't know what. It looks like a porcupine like like some kind of grass just coming up. Mm-hmm. It's a, a, I sent you the picture of it, and uh, on um, text. Okay, let me see. Doop, doop, doop. I hadn't got to you yet. Hello, Greg. Good morning. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, also, my I have no idea. Are going you you great. think you planted this? Yes, because okay. uh, that's that's recently tilled, and also it's it's only one spot. Okay. Well, and that's where I planted it, some flowers. I don't know what it is. It looks like the, the the foliage to any number of grassy plants, but I can't tell you what it is at this particular point in its life. Right. Okay. Also, tomato plants. Mm-hmm. They're doing great, but uh, that middle number on the three numbers on the what NPK mm-hmm. on your uh, fertilizers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think about getting some of that uh, triple uh, phosphate for the for production why would that be suggested would why? that be suggested are you phosphate short have you done a soil test uh, that's one thing i need to do because mm-hmm. exactly i'll tell you if you there there is such a thing as too much phosphorus and it produces really odd looking tomato plants so don't overdose them <laughs> get your soil test done first Thank you, Mike. Good to hear from you. Have a wonderful day. Miss Anna, how are you? How's Oxford today? Oh, well, it's cold. Ah, and see, I told you it's too cold to solarize it, yet. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I don't really do that because I haven't got the patience for it. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's showing it's like 58 degrees, so uh, mm. that's not too bad. <laughs> I, I like uh, it, but, but it, it's a little on the cooler side for our, our average temperature. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's really creating a problem. You know, a lot of things like things over 40 at night and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, everything is very slow. Um, but I had, um, you know, we've had several rainstorms go through, maybe big ones. And um, on Tuesday, 
in advance of um, the rain coming, I was putting in some um, annuals. I thought, well, you know, and then the rain will come and the thunder and they'll grow and everything else. And um, underneath a Physicia bush, I found a robin's egg. Mm. Oh, dear, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so I looked up into the Physicia bush, seeing want to see where the nest was and there was this big old king snake wrapped around the branches in there with his head on the bird's nest yeah and uh you know i was shocked and i leapt away I thought, well i'll just leave him be yeah um so <laughs> this, I'm, I'm, <laughs> wisdom is pouring forth this morning Anna. <laughs> yeah. so i i kind of you know um uh thought well i'd better check you, i needed to prune the bush so it'll flower next spring and um, so I looked for the nest, and the robin flew out. Mm -hmm. Now, is that a bird brain or what? <laughs> I mean, I, come on. I have to you say, you, you, if we just had a video of this, we could definitely give Sir David Attenborough a run for his money. <laughs> you leaping from, away from the Forsythia would be worth a whole bunch of video. <laughs> But I, you know, I'm pleased that we've got a king snake because I've seen him sunning himself. It's uh, just a on, very, on it's, it's, every but so it's often, so but. important to understand that that's going on, and you don't need to be part of it. Well, that's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And it's kind of a shame, you know, I mean, we've got enough pollywogs around and um, frogs and everything else. That's what he should be eating, right? If, if we could give him a menu, um, we, we would do that. But, you know, I guess every like creature has its too. delicacies, and we just have to really hope that there are, that there are balances to be had. And I feel yeah. confident that there are. Uh, on the question of poison ivy, mm -hmm. it is rampant this year. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes, I mean, uh, the, the leaves are nice and shiny and sort of, you know, that like, nice greeny-orange color. Oh, they're lovely. Color. Yeah, they're, it's, just, oh, yeah, it is, yeah. it's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I was reminded of one of my very early movie jobs where I was instructed to go out into a spot, um, Good Morning Carl, at Lafleur's Bluff and get rid of enough of the poison ivy so that the children in the movie wouldn't take it home. Do you have any idea how much stress that caused in me <laughs> to think I had to do that? I mean, not because it's hard to do, but because I had to protect the children, you know. Oh, yeah. Not well, to mention from their mommies. <laughs> so. I, I got poison ivy in February, so, you know, <laughs> it's, it's rampant. Well, I grew up in it, and I didn't have it until a few years ago, and I still only had a couple of patches. But I'm much now that I've had one, I'm much more conscious of it. You know, in England, we have stinging nettles. Oh, yeah. We actually and have those here too. We just don't. We try not to run into them too much. Well, the further, I, I the further north, you, well, the further north you go, the more likely they are to establish. Yeah, I I uh, went in head first. I was on a bike oh, ride with my sister no. and father. But the, uh, that's neither here nor there. Ouch. Stinging nettles goes away. Poison ivy doesn't, doesn't seem to want to go away. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yes. Oh, on that note, I'll let you have talk, a wonderful talk to day. Else. See, we can have we can ha we can talk about plants. We can talk about snakes. Sometimes well, I don't identify snakes. I don't identify fungi. Okay, don't do that to me because I'm not a specialist. I can identify a lot of plants though, and that's really what the text line is for. People send stuff in this morning, and for example, Alvin and Brandon, storms earlier this week uncovered some of my potatoes. What should I do? If your potatoes are nowhere near blooming and it doesn't look like they're near blooming, cover them back up. In fact, cover up some more of the stem. <laughs> Pull that stuff up there. <laughs> get it get it all covered up. Um, my, my, I don't even know what happened. My, my potatoes tried to bloom. They started to open to bloom, and then the rain hit them. 
and they haven't opened any more flowers. I'm kind of wondering what's what's next. Wondering what's next, but I guess I'll find out pretty soon. But potatoes are fun to grow. I will say that they're really pretty, and when you have the opportunity to then go and look at tomato varieties that are called potato leaf tomatoes, and there are a lot of them, they really do look alike. They're, I mean, these these are very close relatives in a, in the plant world. So it's like Diane. Which that's kind of wild in and of itself. Well, yeah, I guess so. But so that there are there's a lot of good reasons why. Western Europe originally thought that tomatoes were poisonous. And then there's also a really good reason why their import into the, like Ireland and places like that turned out to be a really bad idea. <laughs> now, the two are not necessarily related, but they do have an awful lot around them because of that. And I do think it's partly because that whole Solanaceae family, the, the whole group of them, eggplants and peppers and tomatoes and all that that's in that bunch, um, really do have, um, as a larger arc, there's a lot to be concerned about. And our summer vegetables oftentimes are the ones that we either overgrow or we can't get enough heat for it. And so in some places, like in Western Europe, it would have been difficult to grow these things. So some disfavor comes with that. <laughs> we human beings want things to be easy. We always, we're always looking for that other way. Let's see. Um, who is this? This is from Brian. Brian's got a question about his cucumbers four and, and four of the zucchinis that are only three inches tall. They've all got blooms. Um, should you be concerned or have they gone psycho? Well, things will bloom when they're a little stressed. And I would anticipate that depending on where you are, these plants are trying to bloom early because they have been either overwatered by the rain or perhaps a little too chilly. I would take the flowers off at this point. Give them a little fertilizer that is higher in nitrogen than the other things, something like 1055, you know, something that's got maybe a little cottonseed meal or a little uh, some other kind of organic nitrogen to them and let's push them. I actually had this happen with one of my tomato plants that's a tiny petite um an orange petite, thanks y'all, that I, that I picked up at the garden extravaganza. And it almost collapsed from the stress of cold and too much water. Even though it's in the grow table, it's still got too much water. <laughs> Two inches of rain in four hours or something. I mean, that's too much. But I, I did that exact thing. I took off the flowers that had appeared, and I did trim the leaves that were damaged by the weather. Gave it a little bit of fertilizer last week, and it came through this week's storms fine. I noticed this morning it looks great. So we just need to help them. We, the transplant shock or weather shock is not necessarily fatal to plants. It's what we do about it. Like so many other things, we can have all sorts of um, diagnoses or conditions or what, however you want to talk about all these things, but everybody acts differently. And if you take care of your plants in a concerted way, the same way you want to take care of yourself, it's all going to come out better. Okay? Okay. Um, I don't know how to tell you this, folks, but if you got gardening to do, and I know you do, get going today. Get busy tomorrow, because in much of central Mississippi and environs similar around the part of our world that are listening to this show most of the time, it's going to be rainy next week. So I hope that your uh, Mother's Day barbecue is early. 
And I hope that everybody has an gets out here and gets gardening before it gets too wet. Stick around now, though. we got a long way to go this morning. It's weekend gardening. Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our business relations specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost on-the-job training and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a business relations specialist near you. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, needs your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you. Well, needs your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. Garden Mama here to ask, what about your trees? Hmm? Everybody like me who has big trees in their landscape needs a tree service, and mine is Matthews Tree Service, the metro area's oldest residential tree service. They're licensed, insured, and ready to consult with you about damaged trees and healthy ones, too. Listen to your mama now and call Matthews for free estimates in the greater Jackson metro area. Call 601 316 8584 Matthews Tree Service. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. In the metro area, the houses talk. 
Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. And that, friends, is the Summer Gardening Report from Georgia. <laughs> the one and only Eddie Rhodes. I do like that one. It goes on for a long time. Uh, by the way, speaking of roads, but another kind of roads, we're going back on the road, folks. Yes, indeed. They're trotting out the old folks. Garden Mama and the Rock and Roll Handyman are going to be... <laughs> We, we prefer the term radio veterans. Thank you very much. But anyway, yes, Buddy's been on uh, the radio around here even longer than me. <laughs> so I have to tip my hat. We will be, and it's going to be fun, y'all. You need to be there. We're going to be at Ace Bolton Screw in Gluckstadt. You know, they're there always to help you with all sorts of fastener situations. But now... Because they are doing extended weekend hours, it really gives them a chance to help you with your at-home stuff when both you and they can get together on things. So, everything from power tools to pine straw and mulch. Come on now. What else could you be looking for? Oh, I know what you could be looking for. You could be looking for pizza from Salad Mookie's in Madison. We'll have all of that. Ace Bolton Screw on next Saturday, May 15th, 8 a.m., all the way to noon. Come on now. You know you want to be there. I certainly do. I'm excited. (laughs) And maybe Ryan will be here and we can talk to you then, too. We don't know. Somebody will be here. Always be a good time. Always fun. Always a lot of fun. It is always fun at Ace Bolton's crew. Well, I mean, come on. You bring Garden Mama and the Rock and Roll Handyman to a fun time, it's going to go to the next level. We, We can't help it. We're more fun in the morning than almost anything else. Okay? There's no doubt about that. Buddy and I do a lot of things. And indeed, if you have, uh, for example, a corporate group that you'd like to entertain and give some thanks to and go out on your patio and build planters and talk plants, we do that, too. So think about it. Anyway, lots of things coming in this morning on the text line, I'm happy to say. And as I thought, there are very few pests uh, for Judy and Lowndes to be worried about on Sawtooth Oaks. I couldn't think of any myself, but aphids can be a problem, and that's not what's eating your plant, though. Um, unfortunately, there's always a caterpillar you can't see. It's also true that you can't see slugs because they're out there at night, and they might even be gone away by the time you get out to the tree in the morning. But something is chewing this, and since the weather is not too hot, I would look at the temperatures forecast for the next few days and spray some horticultural oil on there because that you're going to want to suppress whatever it is. The problem that I cannot see, because I just can't see the picture well enough on this particular screen, there may be scale insects, and that's really the biggest pest 
that's likely to get on sawtooth even at this young stage and they would just basically look like bumps along the branches that's something that you can definitely take care of with oil okay okay let's see um and uh, when do i harvest my potatoes from clinton when they bloom they'll start blooming sometime this month more than likely okay okay that's they are cute little sawtooths by the way and ken wants you to know that um a lot of people eat stinging nettles that's true i have said for ages that if we just had a little bit more egocentric position about ourselves and our plants in this state we could be importing bales of chickweed to the foragers who actually eat it you have any idea how much chickweed we we kill that is valuable to somebody out there lots of people actually but anyway it's another story for another day i won't get on my high horse quite yet how about that on to the telephones well good morning jim What's happening? Oh, dear, peaches. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Tell me what's going well, on at Leaf River today. Uh, I've got peaches and I've got birds punching on. You know, they're not but like golf ball size now. Mm-hmm. They're still attacking them. Yeah. And, uh, well, there's two approaches. One is the exclusion with some kind of netting or... I've seen all sorts of stuff. I've seen chicken wire houses <laughs> built over peach trees. I have seen netting... But because if you put the netting on the tree, then the birds just come through it. But but people will put up like bamboo structures around it and suspend the netting so that the birds have a harder time getting to it. There's also a product called Tanglefoot, and if the birds are fairly used to being in your area, it may surprise them enough that they'll go es- elsewhere. Um, it's a sticky substance. It's a white kind of, not glue, but white kind of a, a Vaseline-y sort of thing that comes out of a tube like toothpaste that you get at the co-op or the garden center. It's called Tanglefoot, and you you put it on, and, and they don't like it. People use it on fences and, and all sorts of things, but I've also seen it used on trees from okay. time to time. Tanglefoot. I'm I so put, sorry. Uh, it's a bad It's a bad flag, problem to have. I've hung flagging tape, and I'll step outside, and I'll shoot a 22 a couple times. You know, that runs them off temporarily. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, and the one, the worst ones are the red-headed woodpeckers. <laughs> I mean, they're they're the, after they you. Eat, yeah. they'll, eat half, they'll, eat, they'll punch holes in every one of them. Oh. Not just one. That's a really and bad also, habit. if anybody wants to come kill a hog, come see Jim <laughs> and Janus. I got, okay. I planted a half acre of chufa. Oh. And I got 30 to 50 hogs in my backyard every night. Wow. Oh, my so, goodness. Oh, my I'll goodness. your Road, come see me. Well, I'll tell you one more one more suggestion um, that, that I have heard of before, and that is sometimes birds are attracted if your peaches already have bugs in them. So if you, if you cut one open and you see that you've already got worms, then you know that you've got a different problem, that is that you needed to be spraying your tree. Still might not keep the birds off, but sometimes they're actually going for the insects as opposed to the fruit. Okay? And it's supposed to keep stuff off of it everything the it works great on the blueberries the deer don't eat them the squirrels they don't mess with blueberries it works great on blueberries hinder okay good good it's a repellent we'll try it on the peaches I guess. yeah all right let me know i can't believe they ate your chufa oh dear well this is the thing we we do live in an area that in a world that has as many at least animals that are interested in what we're planting as what we are planting <laughs> That's our interest is. That's just so much, uh, so much to do, so much to think about. Oh, 
Oh, my goodness. I'll have to check on that one. I have a word for you. I have a word for you. Proprioceptive. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, it's about low back pain in, in the longer sense, and gardeners are just really bad. We're bad about doing things that give our low back trouble. So I really needed to bring this word because the this – the problem is greater in elderly people, but it's also greater in gardeners because we do a lot of things and we don't necessarily use our low backs the proper way. We don't necessarily strengthen our core as we should. And the a lot of times, however, the pain itself from overexertion can be due to the poor proprioception. In other words, it's the body's ability to perceive its position in space. We think that we're leaning in the right direction, but actually we're not. And we need to stop and think a minute about how we're using our back because we really think it, particularly elderly people, we've been doing this stuff so long, we just figure we know what we're doing, right? And in this group of gardeners, anybody who's been gardening more than five years falls into this category because everybody develops their habits, and some of them are not so great. Some of them are very beneficial. So if you're having problems, consider discussing with yourself and or your doctor poor proprioception. I don't have any suggestions for how to remedy it except to pay more attention to where you're putting your body when you're out in the garden and other things as well. Um, I've, I noticed a while back that I was not, I couldn't figure out my, uh, my cats are taking up more of the bed than me. And since I'm not a cat lady, I realized that I was sleeping in what position that was not that comfortable. Well, that was poor proprioception on my part. I was not aware of my body in space relative to them, <laughs> so I had to move them. They were not happy, but, you know, so what? <laughs> it's too bad about that. And it's also easy to miss little adjustments that you make throughout your life. That, You're so right. That you you have a, a pain here, so you adjust, and that adjustment exactly. sticks with you for The a next while. thing you do, you've thrown something else off. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I, I was... When they did some tests, I have, I've had three surgeries on one of my knees, and one of the physical therapies involved walking in sand to show me how badly I was walking, how much I was favoring my bad leg. Well, you can't think about it all the time, but if somebody at least teaches you and shows you, then you know you need to focus another way. But truly, you're right. Over the years, we adjust to everything. <laughs> I know people with a permanent squint because you know, they won't go get their glasses changed. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Now, you don't want to squint when you see this one, my friends. The University of Kansas, for some reason or another, has decided that they need to tell us all about a new species of fanged frog. Yeah, from the Philippines. Say that five times fast and you'll be sorry. But it's it's almost indistinguishable from the ones on another island close by that had already been identified, except that they sing differently. And because they sing differently, they are distinguished. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Something, Hello, my ragtime gal. Yes, I was just waiting. I knew that was coming. So anyway, years ago, Kansas University scientists went to Mindoro Island in the central Philippines, and now they've begun to analyze all of these samples, which, of course, allows them to posit and promote and go on another trip to the Philippines, and who wouldn't want to do that? So I think it's a great thing. Um, to the human eye, they might seem the same, so they took... <laughs> Hundreds of measurements of hundreds of frogs, good grief, and ultimately, um, specifically how wide their toe is, 
There's some poor frog that got grabbed three or four times. Exactly. Like, dang it, I've already been I've measured. Been here. Give me the little patch. I want you to sticker that says I voted. I've already been here. You know, I've done this. But this is acanth fanged frog, and I'm really wondering. Uh, this is the relative of the acanth fanged frog. This is the Mindoro fanged frog. But anyway, I'm wondering if it has anything to do with acanthus, and I couldn't find anything. We all know the plant bears breeches. This acanthus mollus, or if you don't know, you do now. And it's a it's a particular word that refers in plant world. So I'm just I'm interested. I'm very curious about it. I'm going to find out more about it at some point. One more thing you need to know about this morning. Um, as long as I'm talking about people my age and uh, so forth and so on. Why do we eat the Mediterranean diet? What is the Mediterranean diet? And how come everybody in the Mediterranean that eats the diet doesn't live to be 100? I don't know the answers to that last one. But I do know that fish and vegetables and a balance of things and less cheese than I would like to eat are all things that are going to be healthier for me. And now there's a new study. There's a study every couple of years because somewhere between olive oil and feta cheese and fresh fish and delicious vegetables and now I'm really hungry Um, somewhere in between all those things we are looking at the ways that our brain is nourished as well as our bodies by this particular idea of a food plan dietary pattern more intake of vegetables more intake of legumes fruits cereals fish and our good old friend monounsaturated fatty acids um, that that being olive oil this particular group at the German Center for Neurodegenerative Diseases, I cannot pronounce the, even the acronym on this one, it's a, but it's a very, very reputable bunch that do this research from time to time. This year they're reporting a really interesting bit of stuff. They're saying that when we're looking at Alzheimer's, we're looking at, as, as we understand it, the neurons in the brain die, okay? But what makes them die is always the question, and in certain protein deposits, do appear, but the question is, are, is that related in that brain? So these are the beta amyloid. You've heard these before. They form these clumps and, and the tiles, which stick together. So all of these things, why that happens, we don't know. But we do know that this particular business creates such a terrible complex of issues that we need to attack it from every direction. And what we've learned in this particular study from the DZNE and also the folks at the memory clinic there in University Hospital Bonn, we've talked about them before, they have found that this regular Mediterranean-like dietary pattern actually does protect against protein deposits in the brain. Now, we still don't know if that's a causal factor. I'm not telling you what to eat or what to think, but I am telling you that this is some smart science, and these people have a reputation for telling us smart things, and I personally am going to eat more fish. <laughs> so I already eat the other stuff, but I tend to I tend to be a little bit of a carnivore, and I'm going to go another direction. 512 subjects in this study age around average 70 years. Gee whiz, they could have been studying me. 169 of them were cognitively healthy, 343 were identified as having a higher risk of developing Alzheimer's. So it was a mix of people to be studied. And that's always what you want. You want to find, you, you don't want people to just go study a healthy population, nor one that is already in the ravages of a disease to find out what's going to happen. It's hard to do that. If you ever get a chance, volunteer for a study. You'll be glad you did. I see Bombay is calling us. We'll have to go away for a few moments, but... 
Stick around. We're going to take this interesting text from Trey and Grenada and talk about it. We're going to talk about all sorts of stuff. Y'all are being very kind today. It's Mother's Day, but I still am not used to having this much love on on the text line. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. So glad Rhino could join me. So glad you can. Stick around. It's Weekend Gardening. Due to the coronavirus, everyone has been asked to practice safe distancing from each other. The propane industry has been classified as essential workers, so we will continue to service our customers. In most cases, only essential work is being performed, such as gas deliveries. For the safety of our workers, we are asking you to check your propane gauges and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reads 30%. Rules and regulations require the propane professional to leak test your system and put your propane appliances back into service. The only way this can be done is for our employees to enter your home. With the coronavirus, it is not safe to have outside people entering your home, and currently our employees do not feel comfortable entering homes. A time could come when we are not allowed to enter homes, so please check your tank and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reaches 30%. From all the members of the Mississippi Propane Gas Association, stay safe and God bless. Pool tables, ping pong, poker, classic arcades, football, sports decor, even kitchen and bar stools. You'll find it all at Game Room Gallery. Game Room Gallery has plenty to choose from during this time you're at home to help make many more memories with your family. With specials on classic arcades and pool sticks, too. Let Game Room Gallery bring excitement to any room in your home. Game Room Gallery, Ridgewood Road, just north of County Line. For more, call 601-853-7777. That's 601-853-7777. Online at gameroom-gallery.com. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. Bathfitter.com. 
144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where custom is our game. No drip roofing and construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No drip roofing and construction. 601-371-1051. This Mother's Day weekend broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there from Tico Steakhouse, where the locals gather. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, if I would be nervy enough to call him by his first name. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Weekend Gardening today. My name is Nellie Neal. I am the garden mom. I am not Leon, although you can call me Leon if you want to. It's okay with me. Beautiful pictures, Trey, from Grenada. 100-year-old fig tree coming in on the C Spire text line. And all those tomatoes. My goodness. That's a good-looking garden. Fun stuff. Y'all are all too sweet. This is a lovely day. Lovely day. Oh, my goodness. Um, speaking of that, don't forget, next Saturday, live and in person, big day, Ace Bolton Screw. I'm so excited. But the Saturday after that, May the 15th, I want you to also know, if you can't, if you can't come east with me, you can certainly come west, can't you? Probably. I hope so. To Gaddison, McLaurin, Mer- Mercantile in Bolton. So I'm going to talk more about that as we get closer but the the big the big deal is that i'm going to be out on the road again and that's a big deal thank you so much folks for um, having me to leland this week that was so much fun y'all are delightful it's a very very good time i uh, had a friend in this week from tennessee and she is a native of we have the same home state in Louisiana, so of course we had to go find some seafood before she could get out of town. And I was happy that we did. We had a really good time. But then I saw this story, and it reminded me of how difficult it can be to have really fresh seafood anywhere except places where we're lucky enough to have it. You know, it's not something that everybody can stick in their suitcase and take with them for a lot of reasons. But Reporting in Cell Press this week, um, the physical science part, the journal part of that, there, um, I just love this. It's a two-luminogen hydrogel chemo sensor. Good grief, what is that? Well, it's an artificial, color-changing material that mimics chameleon skin. 
Now, come mm. on. I, I, I want it on a jacket, all right? First of all, I'm ready. And yes, I did see the Masked Singer last week. But the point is, I'm not going to start wearing costumes, but I sure would love to have this because the whole point of this, these stuff, the, the luminogens, you know, that's the, the mole- that's the stuff that makes molecules, that makes the crystals glow. You know, you all, you all know about that. Um, what, they want, what they managed to do was to make layers of it in a matrix. This is so micro, it's just incredible. And what it does, it responds to the amine vapors released by microbes as fish spoils. So there's no question if it's in this package as to whether or not you should be eating it or whether or not even your cats might not want to eat it. <laughs> okay. What a great idea. That just puts everything on a safer level to, for everybody who's interested in, have, but isn't quite sure. You know, we know if the fish has its clear eyes as it's in the fish market, then that's great. But sometimes they don't have their eyes anymore, so you have to know another way. And in this case, it's a, a core shell layout, it says. It, it's not really particularly complicated. They said it just turns out that it, chameleon-like behavior is induced by the presence of the the same amine vapors that are going to be there anyway. Hmm. Very cool. I love it. Now, because, of course, everybody's going to want the jacket, we're now in hopes that they will develop stretchable electronics, camouflaging robots, and anti-counterfeiting technologies. So if your online currency isn't real... I presume it would have some sort of chameleon reaction. I like that. I think that's real smart. (laughs) Very smart. Very smart. Oh, my goodness. One of the things that I have been doing this week is to make a decision. And one of the decisions that I've made that I'm very happy about is filling in. Every time I take out a patch of weeds, I've tried to put in ground covers. And it's worked well for the last few years. But just like the poison ivy has leaped on me this year, the dollar weed has leaped again. So I've taken it out, and I am really determined. This time I'm going to add into my ground cover mix a juga. If you don't know A-J-U-G-A, I want you to look it up. Take a picture of it yourself if you have some, and share it with your friends. It's got to be the toughest, most low-profile of our ground covers. Of course, everything can be monkey grass, but a juga has different colors in the leaves and flowers as well and it's still only a very small plant spreads quickly takes over the space and will knit together its because it, each of it is it's a it's a little you know it's a each individual plant will knit together with its friends and keep those weeds from being able to come up it's a really good thing to begin doing especially since we're having sort of an extended spring in zone 8 zone 7 um, and probably, it's, I know it's warmer in, say, good morning, say good morning to Ocean Springs. Good morning, Ocean Springs. It's warmer, but it's still not as warm as it can be at Mother's Day. Um, it's, a, it's a different kind of a year, and I, I, I really do suggest that you take advantage of it for a lot of things. You don't have to battle the Smilax with me if you don't want to, but you probably got something that you want to do. Um, I love this. Tony from Nettleton is... Planting the small garden each year for outdoor therapy, I'm all about that. Um, it, he's, corn is the first time this year, and the, the, he put in three kernels, as the instruction said, in each hole, and the garden friend said that he should only have two. Your garden friends are very enthusiastic and very optimistic. Um, 
I always put three. And yeah, you do have to pull out two when they get to be about six inches tall. Or cut them if, if you feel like they're so close together that their roots, the roots of the one you're leaving might be compromised by pulling out the other one. You can always take a pair of scissors and cut off that the one that you're trying to get off at ground level. That's not a problem. Um, but I'm... I've I've heard people say that you should only plant two pumpkin seeds, too, and I still think you should plant three to five and thin them. Now, I'm not going to put them on top of each other, but I'm going to put them in the same hill. So that if one doesn't come up, the other one will, and maybe I'll even get two that are healthy, and I can take one out and move it somewhere else. But, yes, you, you, you need to overdo in order to not underdo later. However, if thinning is something that you cannot bring yourself to do, then you really do need to plant fewer seeds and farther apart. Because <laughs> things can't develop if they don't have space. That's absolutely the truth. What a great comment. I like that. People who uh, clock six to seven hours of sleep every night have, uh, according to this particular study by the American College of Cardiology, people who clock six to seven hours of sleep a night have the lowest chance of dying from a heart attack or stroke. Now, this is a big study. Doesn't mean that any individual is going to be so affected, but it does mean that if you've been looking for a reason to try and mellow yourself out with some outdoor therapy in the garden so that you can sleep better at night and a little bit longer because you only sleep three hours at a time, you probably ought to do that. Get a little exercise, you know. Um, I'm sorry, friends and neighbors, but handling the arm on the recliner and the remote control does not constitute exercise. And if you don't exercise, you don't sleep. Let's face it. That's just the way it goes. So I say, you don't have to go out and over-garden, but let's get out and garden a little bit. Get ourselves a little bit of energy going, get a little energy moving. And frankly, if you're the other end of things and you sleep all the time, wake up. Let's garden. All right? All right, my Tupelo honeys, y'all know who you are. Stick around. This is Weekend Gardening. Due to the coronavirus, everyone has been asked to practice safe distancing from each other. The propane industry has been classified as essential workers, so we will continue to service our customers. In most cases, only essential work is being performed, such as gas deliveries. For the safety of our workers, we are asking you to check your propane gauges and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reads 30%. Rules and regulations require the propane professional to leak test your system and put your propane appliances back into service. The only way this can be done is for our employees to enter your home. With the coronavirus, it is not safe to have outside people entering your home, and currently our employees do not feel comfortable entering homes. A time could come when we are not allowed to enter homes, so please check your tank and call your propane supplier when your tank gauge reaches 30%. From all the members of the Mississippi Propane Gas Association, stay safe and God bless. 
We're giving you more this May at Mazda of Jackson. That's right, more. More savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade. Get 0% financing our 1500 off new 2021 Mazda 6s. Plus, get 0% financing on new 2021 Mazda CX-5s, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will give you your first year of maintenance for free. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our credit specialists are standing by to get you approved today because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. And we'll give you top dollar for your old vehicle even if you don't buy a new one from us. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Bring in your current vehicle. We'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us. So if you want more savings, more selection, more affordable payments, and more for your trade, then get to Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for complete details with food items like miles. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi's population dropped by about 6,000 in the latest census. Dr. John Green, vice chair of the Mississippi Complete Count Committee, explains why the numbers are so important. The main purpose of it is to allocate the seats in the House of Representatives. But then the data, in addition to that, are used for so much more in terms of, you know, planning, districting, and then also the allocation of of funding. And employers across Mississippi are still struggling to find workers, and many blame federal unemployment policies that make it more profitable for some people not to work. Douglas Carswell with the Mississippi Center for Public Policy is concerned about what he calls the president's socialist agenda. If you pay people for existing rather than for doing things, people stop doing things for their fellow human beings. It's It's a catastrophic system, and America is at a critical juncture. It needs to either abandon its model and embrace socialism, or abandon socialism and renew the republic. I'm Andy Davis. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Our members get to take advantage of several of our business partnerships. Today, I want to talk about one in particular, Ford. As a Mississippi Farm Bureau member, you are eligible for $500 bonus cash on a new Ford truck. Take advantage of this and many other great perks and join us today. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. A New York Times report claims that the FDA is preparing to authorize the emergency use of the Pfizer vaccine for 12 to 15-year-olds. However, Dr. Victor Sutton with the State Department of Health explains that a recent survey revealed that many Mississippians don't plan to vaccinate their children. It was only 52% that plan to vaccinate their children. And if you want to visit the Mississippi Aquarium in Gulfport, you really don't have to worry about social distancing. 
Meredith Horn, Vice President of Guest Experience and Education, says there's plenty of room. The whole campus sits on about 5.8 acres. There's indoor environments, there's outdoor environments, and there really is a lot of space to spread out and keep your distance. Certain days are more heavily attended than others, and that's something that guests can actually see as they book their tickets online. They can see what's available and what might be booked, so you can kind of plan accordingly and plan ahead. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. In Southeastern Conference baseball action yesterday, Mississippi State took on South Carolina, came away with a 9 nothing win in the first game of the series to improve to 34-10, 15-7 in the Southeastern Conference. State and South Carolina will play again today with 3 o'clock first pitch, 2.30 airtime on the MSU Baseball Network. Sunday's game will be at 12.30 airtime. Ole Miss at Texas A&M. Texas A&M had a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth inning to win at 9-8 over the Ole Miss Rebels, who fall to 30 Two and 13, 13 and 9 in the Southeastern Conference. They'll play again today, 11 o'clock first pitch, 10.30 airtime this morning on the Ole Miss Baseball Network. Southern Mass and Middle Tennessee went to the bottom of the 10th inning. And USM won 2-1 to one with two runs after going nothing to nothing through nine innings. The Golden Eagles are now 30-15, 17-7 in the Conference USA. This is Sports Mississippi. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Did you know that one out of four jobs in the state depends on agriculture? That's why we started the Mississippi Ag in the Classroom. It's a school program helping grades K-12 through acquire broader knowledge about agriculture and how it impacts them. It's great to see them learn and get excited about where their food and clothes come from. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. Are you stuck inside but still looking for bargains on new and secondhand goods? Try HighBid.com, the online auction site for just about anything. HighBid.com offers a safe and easy way to find hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. From rare coins to fine jewelry, tools to vintage toys, and classic cars to real estate. HighBid.com has it all. HighBid.com makes it easy to find what you're looking for, and the site is simple to use. Come to HighBid.com, that's H-I-B-I-D.com, and start discovering great deals today. In the Gulf South Conference baseball tournament being played in Oxford, Alabama, number five seed Delta State defeated Valdosta State by a score of 12 to 2 yesterday. So Delta State will now play number one seed Lee at 10 o'clock this morning in a winner's bracket ball game. A win for the Statesman in that game, and they will go to the semifinal round on Monday. If the Statesman lose the game today against Lee, they will play on Sunday in a stay-alive game in the Gulf South Conference baseball tournament. In the Gulf South Conference softball tournament, also being played in Oxford, Alabama, the Mississippi College Lady Choctaw shut out Alabama Huntsville 8 to nothing. So... The Lady Chocks now will play number one seed Auburn Montgomery for the Gulf South Conference Softball Championship today in a game scheduled for 12.30. Lady Choctaws playing for the GSC Softball Tournament Championship. The Delta State Statesman trying to make it to the championship round of the baseball tournament. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. Welcome to We. 
Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Good morning, baby. Welcome into Weekend Gardening for Mother's Day weekend. Yes, I'm sure we celebrated mothers before it, but the official celebrations in the United States began, I think, 1908, 19-something, anyway, 1908, around that time. And I do know um, her name was Anna Jarvis, who got this all kind of kicked off. Um, I don't know if people still do this, but when I was a child, you bought your mother a corsage, or someone bought your mother a corsage that had white flowers if her mother had passed away and, and read if she was alive. Um, I saw a whole bunch of pink carnation corsages the other day in the advertisement for Mother's Day, and I was I thought, I thought to myself, well, that's okay, that's good. I'm not sure what that one means, though. Every flower has some sort of meaning in context, so somebody needs to tell me that. I don't know what that is. Um, gift ideas, I, I have a million of them, and you probably do, too. So I've never been one to uh, count on those around me to think up things necessarily. There are post-it notes for that, you know, and little, little calendar reminders in your Google of what you need to be thinking about. And, and frankly, I've come recently to understand, I hope they're not listening, that I did indeed teach my son to do those things properly because he indeed does remember and do things properly. And that's really wonderful, you know, you... you we, all, we, don't, we never know. We, we, we nurture children and just, you know, kind of hope for the best. <laughs> well, as a, as a single guy, but as a guy, I can tell the other guys, if you've waited this late, there are two things to remember. <laughs> One, don't buy something that plugs in. No. Just avoid something That's with a plug. Good. That's good and advice. And two, if you've waited this late, your best bet is to get something really shiny and sparkly. This is a very good note. This is a very good note. I um, This is probably the time that a lot of people end up buying that star, you know, out in the universe for their mothers, which is not thoughtless by any means. But I believe this is still the number one telephone holiday because so many people don't live next door to mom, you know, um, and that's that's kind of wonderful. So maybe if you get really busy, you can send her a new phone you know, in the overnight kind of thing. Um, but I do think that. There's an awful lot of stuff that is the uh, in this, particularly at the, at the as the pandemic is beginning to shift focus a little bit, and we're having a chance to to do a few more things. Those of us who are fully vaccinated and confident about those things, um, the rest of y'all, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I wish that you would get vaccinated. I can't make you do that, but I can tell you that I wish that you would. It would mean a lot to me. It'd mean a real even more lot to the family around you that you see every day. So. There's my note for that. Do that for Mother's Day. Come on. <laughs> now, if you want to talk gardening, triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. I will tell you that all of these wonderful potato questions remind me of the years that I was able to get home for Mother's Day with fresh potatoes and fresh green beans from my garden down south of Baton Rouge. Um, we can't all do that, but we can all grow something. And in fact. A lot of people do. A lot of people um, look towards bringing things to Mama that are not necessarily things Mama would go out and buy for herself. And I mean that in the best possible way. <laughs> no, no, no tickets to Paris. No, no, no. We're not doing that this year. That's next year. 
That's next year. Trey, of course, has sent us some beautiful pictures today, and I wanted to remind you that the other thing that Trey always tells us to do is that cover crop. He sows mustard and turnips in in the fall and then digs them in in the summer and finds really good I mean, I'm sorry, digs them in in the spring before he plants the summer crops and always has a good response both to the soil itself from getting the green manure, but also getting rid of some pests and some fungi and whatnot through that physical work and also through, frankly, adding in a bunch of mustard. Let's face it, that's not everything is is happy to have that in their environment, and so it works out really well. David's in Pascagoula with a pineapple going. What should I do? I think he said it's two years old. I'm not sure. Fertilizer is really the only thing you need to do with a, a pineapple that is in the state that yours is in, and you don't need much of that. You just want to keep it going. And if it's um, if it's breaking dormancy and starting to grow again, then now's the time to give it a little a little effort, a little push. I think that's lovely. Beautiful columbines um, from Ellie in Florence today. Thank you. Those are gorgeous. I do like columbines. I have to tell you, I don't grow this. I think this this looks like McKenna hybrid. I'm not sure about that, but it's what it looks like. I don't grow too many of them, but because I don't grow up very many annuals, but I do love it, and and I'm I think it's one of the prettiest um, groups of flowers that we kind of overlook because they're annuals. That's a color combination you don't usually see. Mm-hmm. Purple and green. I like it. I like it very very much. I, I did not know this. I guess if I was if I thought about these things, if you think about how come birds can fly as far as they can fly, all right, you kind of have to figure they can breathe really well. And indeed, they can breathe better than us, but how come? And what can we learn from that? New York University researchers have discovered that they actually, birds breathe with greater efficiency than we do because of the structure of their lungs. And interestingly enough, they're looped in ways that ours are not that facilitate the air moving in only one direction. That would explain in, in a very basic sense how come they can fly in the sense of that being able to respire and, and continue to move. I think that's fascinating. Um, what it leads to, of course, in research is if we can understand how this looping works and, well, not be thrown for a loop by it if we can understand it, then we can certainly do better applications for our own needs to flow things like ventilators, both for people and for anything else that we needed to increase the air in. The bird lungs are made of looped airways, not just like the tree-like kind of thing, the branches that we think of ours. And it really does lead to directed flow. And that, of course, is more efficient. We understand that from all sorts of other stuff. The wind even ventilates... This is just so crazy. Because of the wind is going in one direction, it, it actually cleans out, ventilates the very deepest parts of the lungs, which most of us seldom get ventilated, frankly, as human beings, and brings fresh air into that, which is why they can keep flying. It's like an old-school Volkswagen engine. Uh, yes. I, air I, You are absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, I did love my Volkswagen. Hmm. Speaking of bird systems, though, Researchers at Lund University in Sweden have discovered that bird blood produces more heat in winter. Well, duh, you'd think so, but we didn't know it until now. Um, 
the the study is published in a journal that I don't I can't pronounce the name of, but the idea is that the mitochondria once again leap to the forefront in how things run. And it's one of those things, if I'd known, I'd have studied mitochondria and have the Nobel Prize by now. We have learned so many things over the whole, no, I mean, it's been fascinating research subject, but we've learned so much over the last several years. Um, in the wintertime, the mitochondria do seem to produce more heat at a prioritized level. In other words, not a whole lot else is going on, but we're going to stay warm. Well, that makes sense. So the blood becomes sort of a radiator. And it can warm up as the weather gets colder, which you would need to do if you were a bird, of course. Um, birds keep warm. We've, we've seen the fluffing of the feathers, you know, and some of the shivering that, that they do and whatnot. But in fact, it, it's not like that. That's that's part of it, but that's really not what's producing the that's that's the symptom, but that's not what's producing the reaction. The reaction is actually the mitochondria, and. Uh, Boy, were those birds surprised when they measured the amount of mitochondria in their blood. Anyway, it makes sense, though, and it's another thing that leads to an other, a greater understanding of the way that birds will or will not be able to adapt to changes in climate. We've understood that plants with a smaller, shorter growing season have a harder time adapting. Okay, So it would make sense that birds with a lesser or greater ability to, for their mitochondria to do this. The different species have different reactions. Some of them will be better able to adapt than others. Some of them will find themselves in a place that's different than they expected. Um, this morning I was waiting for an Uber at well before dawn for my friend uh, who's traveling safely back to her home. And uh, I, I have to say the birds were noisy. But there were there were different ones. I hear I hear them when I wake up, but that's not at four o'clock usually. I'm not usually outside at four o'clock. That's anyway. the second shift. Exactly, and it really is the 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 end of the night shift is different from the beginning of the day shift in the terms of the birds in my yard. So it was kind of interesting. I'm not necessarily going to go out and examine them again, but it was something to see and to consider how the different ones have different lifestyles and bring different things. Um, my my bird my bird group has been has changed its positions lately. They're not doing everything I thought they were going to do. I've nests in different places. It's kind of like the poison ivy. You just never know from year to year. From the University of Miami Rosensteel School of Marine and Atmospheric Science, another one that the acronym doesn't spell anything. Um, I didn't know we were doing this, but we have been apparently tracking large sharks in Miami and the Bahamas. Wouldn't you like to have that job? <laughs> Come on, that'd be fun. <laughs> Get out there as long as I've them. got the cage. Well, exactly. And we're up on the boat. See, we're just following them around and tracking them. We got the drones. We got the cage. There are indeed more sharks turning up in all of these surveys in these this, this last year or year and a half. But they're not any closer to shore, so that's part of why we're having to do this. Um, what they want to know is... Where do the migratory animals go in a hurricane? Where do they go when their usual path is 
very disrupted, you know, what happens next. We've seen this same similar sort of thing with hummingbirds and storms, and we have there's, there are several landing places along their migratory routes that we know that they favor. But we did not have that kind of information, um, for example, from tiger sharks and bull sharks and nurse sharks and great hammerheads before, during, and after various hurricanes. In this particular case, Hurricane Matthew and Irma 2016-2017, they don't all do the same thing. Well, surprise, they're not the same. They react differently. Have you ever gone to the grocery store during a hurricane preparation? Some The people at the milk counter are only over, overcome by the people at the bread counter. But who goes where which? In my neighborhood, it's all about pasta and, to, and bottled tomato sauce. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to all have that because it gets wiped out every time, too. Well, it makes sense. I mean, do a whole lot with that. But anyway, <laughs> meanwhile, where are the sharks going? I love this particular observational science that in turn becomes citizen science to keep looking at in, in a lot of cases. Um, a bunch of these mostly evacuated the shallow waters of Biscayne Bay, which they felt was going along with the sharks evacuating. But the larger tiger sharks in the Bahamas actually rain, remained in the shallow waters. So the question is why? Was that a safer choice for them? But indeed, you'd think they might have gotten wiped out. Oh no, there were twice as many within just a very short time after the storms in, in terms of counting the, the tiger sharks. So they didn't flinch. They, they just went to a safe, what they considered a safe space and apparently had a very large hurricane party. But the good news is that as we understand their migratory changes, where they do shallow, if they shallow, if they secure themselves into shallow water or if they go into deeper water, as some of these other ones did, the question is always, how do we help promote that? How do we help? It's, it, it will turn out that we will understand some of these things and some of them will change and some of them won't. Um, I personally want to go see the tiger sharks in the Bahamas now. I don't know about y'all. I just find it amusing that sharks act similar to people from the standpoint of some ride it out and some get out of the way. Yep, that's right. Some are going to leave and some are going to stick. It's just, it's really, and I don't even know what makes those decisions in people, much less sharks, but I have noted in the last few years that I hear more people, it used to be, I can't leave my pets, okay? But those things have kind of been worked out. We have shelters where the people can bring their pets and people that will go and check on your pets and that, all those sorts of things. But there's also the other pieces of, well, it's just too much trouble. And I'm, I'm kind of that way as I am about going to the doctor every year. Well, it's too much trouble, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay? I'm, I'm not sitting out another storm that I'm not comfortable sitting out. That's just that. Been through too many of them. Probably why I don't live in California. Got my fill of earthquakes. You know? <laughs> but you, you truly, you never know, but you do know. I don't know what's happening in your lawn. I noted that mine uh, had, had been overwhelmed by onions. I think I told you all that. But there were many fewer of them than I thought there were going to be. I have, however, noted that I have one fire ant stand in the front garden and a front lawn rather and I've I have have dealt with it but these rainstorms and days of rain at a time really do give the advantage to the fire ants something you might want to think about doing 
is treating the lawn now to going ahead and getting your baits out because it's going to be pretty difficult um, in the next few excuse me the next few days. I'm trying not to sneeze, y'all. Excuse me. Corinne says uh, her three-month-old eggplant starts have been attacked by something. The leaves are almost gone and they look lacy. Is neem oil the best defense? Sprayed in the morning or what? Should I start more seeds? Um, If you don't have any intact leaves left on a three-month-old eggplant at this point, I'm going to say it's going to be hard for it to recover. I might not get rid of it, but I would say you might want to consider purchasing or starting some more eggplant seeds, purchasing a plant or starting some more seeds at this point, just because of that. Um, the time is not a problem. We have The eggplants really haven't even hardly started to grow yet in, in Jackson. She's in central Mississippi. And because it's been cool and they're sitting there looking at you, that makes them sort of fodder for the, whether it's flea beetles or in this case she says that they look lacy, so it may actually just be a an insect that is going to, like on the hibiscuses, we, you know, we have insects that literally only eat the green parts, okay? I would, if you cut off the damaged leaves and there's no leaves left, I would be even more ready to go and get another plant and or start some new seeds. I would do both, probably, because I do like my eggplants. But I recognize if you're growing green eggplant, it's hard to find the plants. But if you're growing purple eggplants, like you're going to make baba ganoush or something like that, or fry eggplants, that's a real good place to start um, with the the big New Orleans market or other of the purples. Um, Those are all beautiful. Oh, my goodness. All right. We're going to talk to JR after this break. We are going to talk about what's going on with some of Corinne's other situations. I like the lacy description. I want to talk to you about those bugs. So many other things. Stick around. It's weekend gardening. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. If you're building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. A propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomenandatruck.com. 
Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor-indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Mary Whedon. I have a seawall that's falling apart, so I'm using G3 Services to replace it. G3 Services has a long-lasting, good-looking product. Owner Derek Gentry is dependable, and I know this because he's my friend, and he will be yours as well. He also does enclosed patios, concrete walkways, outdoor kitchens, and, well, everything you desire for outdoor living. Call Derek today for an estimate. He is local, and he will call you back. From Mother's Day to Graduation Day, let DNS Diamonds and Jewelry be a part of your celebrations. From pearl studs to diamond studs, every creation is specially priced during the month of May. From unique, one-of-a-kind creations for mom to traditional diamond pendants and earrings for the grad, each item DNS Diamonds offers has been meticulously selected for both its quality and value. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood, in front of J.C. Penney. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Thank you so much for deciding that this particular broadcast needed to be in your ear right now, in your pocket later, um, as a download in the on-demand at supertalk.fm, and or, I hear there's going to be a podcast. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> there's just so many ways to take Mama with you. There's no doubt about that. And, of course, because uh, I didn't get to it in the first hour, I will tell you right now that anytime you need to get in touch with me, it's mamaonair at yahoo.com. And if you'd like to join the Garden Mama community, please go to patreon.com slash gardenmama. 
And for as little as $1 a month, you can know everything I'm up to. Well, almost. <laughs> All the Garden Mama-ing that one can stand. Garden Mama is a lovely person. Garden Mama has lots of education. She has boatloads of experience. And she's a very kind person. Now, Nellie, that's me, I'm not so nice. But I, I do my best to keep Garden Mama's reputation intact. Uh, that was one of the fun things about going to visit with my friends at the Leland Deer Park Garden Club. They're they're just a, they're they're just having a great time doing all the work for their community that you always hope that the Garden Club can do in terms of beautification as well as education. And good grief, I said y'all are a lot more fun than me. I'm enjoying listening to y'all, <laughs> but they were nice enough to let me talk, so that was great. You're interested in getting in touch with me for such an event? It's Mama on Air at Yahoo.com. All right now, Jr. in Greenwood, what's going on with your peach tree? Well, I've got, I was neglectful this winter and did not prune it. Mm-hmm. And now I've got too many peaches on it, and it's bending the limb down. I'm scared it's going to start breaking some of them off. It certainly can. How big are the peaches at this point? Uh, a 50 cent piece. Okay. Carefully. Take some of those fruit off. You have two choices at this point. You can take some fruit off or you can prop the limbs up. Really, are three choices. You can do both. But you're right. When there's too many peaches, the next thing that happens is that they br- the branch breaks and you, you lose all of them. So this, this is where you see people with that old piece of uh, fence, you know, the dog-eared fence piece that sticks up under the tree to hold the branch up, or and take off half of those fruits. And I hate doing it because we all hate to take any fruit off once it forms. But you got to take the weight off. You're just gonna have to. What What do you think about maybe trimming some of the smaller limbs off? Some of Some of them are a foot and a half long and have probably twelve or fourteen features on. Well, if it if it would help in the sense that it's going to reduce the weight, but but each branch has its own weight. And so I'm not sure if taking them off will help. Plus, to take them off during the growing season, they're actually going to start trying to grow back leaves and stuff a whole lot. It's you know it's going to be a lo- something else that you'll have to come in and prune again. So if, oh, okay. if it would help to take the weight off, then yes. But if you also got longer branches that are also dipping, then it isn't going to help to take off the shorter ones. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Now, I'm telling you this. This is a problem a lot of people wish they had. <laughs> so <laughs> take care of it and get those peaches ripe and enjoy them. Thank you so much. I was thinking about being in Greenwood the other day. I hadn't been there in too long either. That's just There's just so many places that we all want to go now. Yep, that's right. And people to visit and things to eat and plants to see, for goodness sakes. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. That is the Super Talk call line, and y'all have been so sweet this morning to fire up over here on the ceasefire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. It is Mother's Day, and y'all are very kind to wish um, lovely wishes to me, and I'm wishing them right back to you. Um, yeah, it's it's wonderful to be a mother. It's wonderful to um, have. I have to say that there's um, there's never been a moment that I wasn't happy to be a mom, but I got to tell you, you do worry, don't you, about how they're going to turn out? <laughs> and the good news is, mine are grown, so 
Let me tell you a little bit about our visit to Ace Bolt and Screw next Saturday. Your garden mama and your rock and roll handyman will be broadcasting live from their wonderful place in Gluckstadt, Ace Bolt and Screw. They're up on Hazleton Cove um, in Madison. Now, this is the point, folks. They are really, they, they've been there. They've been there, done that. It's a big company. But now they want to focus, and they're adding in, have added in extended weekend hours in Gluckstadt, so that your at-home projects don't have to go waiting. You can get some information and get some help. So come and see us. They've got everything from power tools to pine straw. I like that approach to things because, you know, I got my start as a horticulturist in a hardware store that also had plants and straw and mulch and, well, concrete and bird feed and all sorts of other things. Anyway, that was my world. So I'm looking forward to uh, having a chance to spend some time there. But the other thing... That you need to know is that Sal and Mookie's in Madison is bringing the pizza. So come and see us next Saturday. Ace Bolton Screw will be broadcasting. I'll be there from 8 to 10, and then Buddy will be there from 10 until 12. But we'll all be around for the morning. It'll be great. Don't miss it. If you are growing zinnias, please, 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 please. I know we all want the flower pot or the bed or the row, wherever, you know, however many you're growing, to look nice and full. But if you want strong stems and good cut flowers, make sure you're doing enough spacing between the plants and even within the plant if necessary to make sure that you're going to have good air circulation and therefore less fungus problems, less disease problems. It's a really basic tip and one that is very, very important. Oh, dear tomato growers, here we go. To sucker or not to sucker, that is the question. I do take suckers off if I don't care how big the tomatoes get because the tomatoes will be, I mean, if I, if I care how big the tomatoes get because they will be larger if you take the suckers off. That's less competition for the fruits that remain. But it's also true that if you have a plant that doesn't have really enough leaf area on it, doesn't seem to be as bushy as it needs to be, the suckers also provide leaf area that helps with photo, helps to keep photosynthesis going forward, but perhaps even more importantly, can help to shade your fruits. So don't, don't just go in there and start grabbing the, the suckers off of those plants without thinking about it. Decide whether you want to do it and exactly how to do it. Gary's in Kokomo. Welcome in on the Super Talk call line. You're planting sassafras. Well, I had some wild ones growing in understories on fence lines, and I was wanting to... Uh Try to transplant some in the yard, but uh, normally when I pick them, you know, dig them very, very small, um, they wilt within a day or two. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they're tough. Um, and I have read that it's hard. So it, they're they're tips, not one uh, of the easiest ones. They're not one of the easiest ones. So here's a couple of things. What's happening with them can be seasonal, but it can also just be basic transplant shock, and that is to say being disturbed. So the the first thing you need to know is that Digging them up right now is not a great idea unless you're afraid they're going to be more than a foot tall next fall. So if you've got them and they're only two inches tall, you're probably fine. If you've got them and they're about six or eight inches tall, we may need to dig a few of them up knowing that the others will be there in the fall if these don't make it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, the smaller the better. The smaller the better at this point. Um, go around the plant that you want to dig up with your trowel or your shovel and literally cut the circle around it first 
so that you can lift the whole thing out in one piece and put it into your container that you're going to move it to to grow it on or to hold it or whatever you're doing with them. Um, the other thing is that you need to get something to water them with when you transplant them. And it could be a root stimulator fertilizer if you like to use that. If you've never used anything at all of this sort of thing, I will encourage you to get a compost tea. You can make it or you can buy it. But the point is that you're going to try to get the roots growing before the top is asked to do anything. So that's one reason when it comes to sassafras for shading them when you transplant them or if you put them in pots to put that in the shade. We're trying to keep them from wilting because they are going to be traumatized. Okay. So with a little root stimulator, a little assistance from a compost tea, something like that to feed the roots, give them the hormones they need and the growth pattern that they need, that helps. Shade also helps, and doing it when they're small helps, but they're not the easiest. Yeah, I got six to eight inches because they were identifiable by their, you know, leaves. Obviously, their true leaves were up. good. Yeah, yeah, but I was, you know, and I knew not to get something as big as my finger or pencil already, but I need to go well, a little smaller. So well, like, they'll, they'll, that is true, except when it's not, and and I'll give you a good example. Um, <laughs> this sounds terrible. I moved an ornamental grass that should have been divided, and it turned out to be one of the best things that I have ever done. This was not a tree. This was not, but sometimes bigger is not as much trouble. And if it turns out that you've got one back there that says the trunk is as big around as a pencil would be, and you got it and its leaves look nice, go ahead and take it because by fall it is going to be too big. Okay. Okay. Take okay. a couple of the larger ones, but get more of the small ones. Numbers are on your side. The more, the better. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I love sassafras trees. Oh, my goodness. I wish that we all had one, but they're, they're hard to grow. They're hard to propagate. And when you see them in the woods, appreciate them because <laughs> they're not as easy to bring into the garden. Oh, that's lovely. This is from our friend. Uh, I think it's it Brian from the, yeah, from the package store. What's going on in Louisville? Um, the tomatoes need fertilizer. They've got um, some yellow leaves, and they've also got some cold damage. That purpling is, is an indicator that they were a little bit chilly. And the yellow flower looks to me like um, a Stella Dioro daylily, but I might be wrong about that. Its leaves look a little too spiky to be that, but the flowers look right. Look it up and look that up and see if you think I'm right. It's Stella D apostrophe Oro. It's, it's Stella Gold because D Oro is of course gold. But um, check that out. See see what you think. See what you think. Um, John's in Winona. He's got some two and a half foot tall tomatoes. Congratulations. Keeps getting malathion. I mean, keeps getting um, spider mites, and he's using malathion. Well, um, the, the issue that you're talking about, they're, they're in full shade in the first half of the day and then in the sun, that is more stressful. It would be more convenient for the spider mites in that circumstance. Yes, you're exactly right. I would tell you, though, that this is the point where you, if you're going to attack the spider mites effectively, you need to do a different substance. You need to go to neem oil. Um, malathion will not a little bit, but it's not a miticide, and neem oil has the miticide quality to it. But it's also true that the shade in the morning is really hard on tomato plants. 
All right. Um, let's see. Oh, more on peaches. Jody in Harrison County, welcome in. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Nelly. Um, I talked to you. I think it was in the fall about my my uh, peach tree and and my fig tree. Mm-hmm. I did everything you told me to do. Fig tree is about uh, ten years old. And it, there's no sign of any figs on it. And my peach tree, which is about uh, six years old, produced blooms last year. I I pruned it back in February, and it produced even more blooms. And both times they all fell off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the peach tree primarily. Okay. I mean, I'm going to have a lot of peaches. It sounds like the peaches didn't get pollinated, or there was a cold snap. Um, the things that'll knock flowers off of fruit trees are pretty basic. Either it gets pollinated and becomes fruit, or it doesn't get pollinated because it didn't get pollinated, or it doesn't get pollinated because the weather doesn't allow for it. So, for example, if the flowers opened and then it rained really hard within 24 hours, they'll just fall off because they're they're not viable anymore. Um, it's hard to know until you, I mean, because we're not writing down the weather every single day, but it's been such a rainy patch that that's not too surprising. What did you fertilize with? Well, I had to fertilize the peach tree. I, I fertilized uh, the, the uh, plum with just triple 13, not plum, uh, the fig with triple 13. Okay. Away from um, well, I would look for the fig to put on some fruit this summer for the fall crop. Because that's a lot. Of, thirteen, thirteen, thirteen is a lot of fertilizer. It's got everything it needs. It's been plenty wet, obviously, everywhere, and probably going to stay that way for a little while. So I would look for it to begin making some fruit coming up in the summer um, a little bit better. The peaches, I'm a little bit stumped by, but other than saying that I, I'm afraid something happened at the flowering point that didn't allow it to come on. Okay. Right, Peaches are self-pollinating, aren't they? Peaches can be self-pollinating, but they also are better pollinated by another peach tree. But you should have gotten some sort of action from them if they were capable of doing that, other than from the weather. And if your pollinators weren't in the neighborhood, it's hard to say, too. I'm going with weather. Jody, I wish the news was better. I appreciate you calling me, even though my advice didn't seem to work. I, I like to know that. Thank you very, very much. But i got to step aside and come back with more Weekend Gardening. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. It's planting season in Mississippi, and our farmers are hard at work in our state's biggest industry. That means the roads may see some large, slow-moving farm equipment. It's important that everyone drive slowly, be patient, and stay safe while we feed Mississippi and the world. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. Are you looking for something unusual or hard to find? You might just find it on highbid.com. It's the online auction site for, well, just about everything. Highbid.com has estate sales, closeouts, liquidations, even government-seized vehicle auctions. It's easy to bid on office furniture, antiques, sports memorabilia, restaurant equipment, motorboats, even arcade games. You can search for items by name or simply see where the next page takes you. Visit highbid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And find what you're looking for today. 
Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden. Now is the time to get yourself to Lakeland Yard and Garden for the largest selection of patio furniture, outdoor indoor living areas, umbrellas, replacement cushions, and beautiful fountains and stepping stones. You'll even find Komodo Joe grills and collegiate gift items. The expert staff members at Lakeland Yard and Garden will be happy to guide you through their large nursery stock of bedding plants, perennials, tropicals, and more. While you're there, be sure to get your topsoil or mulch sold by the bag or in bulk. Lakeland Yard and Garden even offers local delivery. Lakeland Yard and Garden, growing your way and serving you for over 40 years. Stop by or call today, located at Lakeland Drive and Airport Road, 601-939-7304, online at lakelandyardandgarden.com. Listen to your garden mama now. It's Lakeland Yard and Garden Center for all your gardening needs and a whole lot more. This hour of weekend gardening is brought to you locally in part by the Tractor Store, your Mahindra dealer on Highway 49 South in Richland. The Tractor Store is proud to sell Mahindra, the world's number one tractor. The Tractor Store, your farm and lawn equipment destination. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. This Mother's Day weekend broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there from Tico Steakhouse, where the locals gather. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. The all-new Ace Bold and Screw is open with new extended hours in Gluckstadt to serve you for not only all of your faster and power tool needs, but we can now take care of much more. Now open on weekends to be there for you when you need supplies for all your projects. From fertilizer to landscape timbers and pine straw to Spartan mosquito eradicators, we've got you covered. Ace Bolden Screw of Gluckstadt, now open with extended and weekend hours. Come see us. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. You know, sometimes we're working in our garden and we can't quite figure out what the matter is, and that's when I'm so happy that I've had the opportunity to create a career as the garden mama. 
been doing this a long time, and your joy is only surpassed by my joy that you're happy and, and growing and being happy. So I'm really glad that our caller let me know that that didn't work. We're going to work on that, but I'm still not sure what to do. A couple more questions have popped in, though, uh, on the CSPAR text line. Nice picture of the pepper dropping off. Why did it do that? Um, well, there are three different reasons why peppers lose their, their lose themselves. They'll either drop the flower or they'll drop off what should be the pepper. You know, either it didn't get pollinated, or the temperature was wrong, or in some cases, particularly this early in the season, there's just too much nitrogen in the soil. And if you, for example, only fertilize with composted manure, or if you have recently added another layer of nitrogen, you might be out there every week with the miracle Grow in a container, you know, spray container. Any of those things can put out too much nitrogen, particularly when the season is early, the temperature is cool, and quite frankly, there, there's just not enough pollination going on anyway. So don't, don't give up on the peppers by any means. But if you fertilized them already, don't fertilize anymore right at the moment. And just let them grow on. Um, and if it does get dry, make sure that you do water. Okay? Good tip, I hope, um, from Mary and Pearl. She was told to transplant sassafras trees. Mark the north side on the cutting when you orient them. You know, I mean, on the when you dig up, not the cutting, on the transplant. And plant them that way with that face pointing north. I don't know anything about this. I have I've heard this about other plants, but I don't know it about sassafras. I, I honestly don't know. But if it works, I would say try some. <laughs> try some and see if it works. Um, this is the time that we've got to be worrying about the fruit forming on blackberries and blueberries and dewberries. And if you are not interested in the wildlife getting to them, then you need to cover those as well. I'm, I'm strawberries, of course, um, are being picked now. A lot of people have had a big fight with the slugs this spring because of the weather, the wet, wet nature of the spring. And I have to tell you, this is a really good reason why we, generally speaking, grow strawberries either hanging out of a basket or on top of straw mulch, not, not necessarily pine straw, but hay mulch, um, because we're trying to keep the, the bugs, particularly the slugs, away from them and keeping that good air circulation going, too. Well, I hardly know what to think about this, but there, you, there are things that you just you just say, well, okay, you know, the sharks, we got started on the sharks, but um, if this, the, the sea turtles we know are known for really just, you could almost measure the magnetic signatures that they leave across the earth, all right? But now we know that the sharks are doing the same thing. Um, this is this is the first solid evidence. We've always speculated it. Reporting in Current Biology, the Save Our Seas Foundation project um, really does have a great announcement to make. They're, they're first, they have got their first solid evidence that what we have is the opportunity to trying to see if they're using the magnetic fields to navigate, but the challenge was finding a way to test it. And of course they did. They realized it'd be easier with small sharks than big sharks, but then how do you get them when they come back to their estuary? How do you get them to go somewhere else? And of course that's what all the work is. But um, I like that the notion that we can go the 
round trip that they make. It's any kind of migration is always fascinating to us as human beings because we don't do that so much. But the findings in the bonnet heads also sort of explain part of their um, the things that we've already known about them. But it's really cool. I just really love this. Um, the, the, the positional information. They predicted the northward orientation depending on how they attempted to compensate for their displacement, which they weren't, of course. They were displacing them so that they would in turn see how they reacted. Well, guess what? They all reacted just fine. Thank you very much. Is Jody back? Hey, Jody. Hey, Miss Jody. <laughs> Have you tried that? I'm sorry? Have you tried the North Focus already? Uh, no, ma'am. Uh, I I transplant blueberries a lot. Mm-hmm. And if you will come in the, in the fall and cut the main root that that new shoot is coming up out of, Yes. And let it spread over the winter, it'll establish its own root system. That's what's happening with the sassafras. You need to cut them and let them sit for a month or so so that they're, they're actually separated and, and they have a mature root system. Uh, and then he'll be able to transplant them without too much uh, shock. When do you want him to cut them? Like at six well, inches or at 12 inches tall? How, how big before he digs them up? Um, cut it. Uh, Probably about six inches from where the little where the, the new shoots coming up, and mm-hmm. just don't do anything else. Get a shovel and just cut that main root, and it'll it'll start establishing its own root system. All right, we're we're now deep into the sassafras community here, y'all. So <laughs> I'm hoping this is gonna work. Ah! Y'all tell me, because I would love for somebody to come away come away with a way to do this. It's difficult. Thank you very much, Jody. Good to hear from you. Appreciate that. Some more on the sassafras. Some more on the sassafras discussions today. Um, news that we're not going to get to today, but we will get to at another point in time. We have the whole business about short-lived plants and how they react. And what early budding trees, of course, um, tell us. This is the subject that I've been deep into with you today over how cold was it when the pepper bloomed and all, you know, all of these other things. Was there enough, was there too much rainfall for the pollinators to get out to the fruit tree? Or is it just the case that the pollen was washed away because it rained so hard right after the, the, the flowers opened? These are all really good questions, and we don't have the answers, but we're going to work on getting all the information to you as time goes by. Um, we've heard a whole lot over the years about golden seal and its power, and it, it is indeed one of the native crops of the United States that is harvested by people in the woods, particularly in Appalachia. But getting it from there to practical use is, has always been kind of iffy. How much do you dry it? How long do you dry it? What do you come up with when you get to the other? It's like mandrake root. What do you have once you've harvested it? What have you got when you get ginseng? Where are you? You know, what have you got? And in this case, the Penn State researchers are working on, have been studying the herb and walk, working their way all the way back to understand the best ways to use it. It's going to actually be a uniform drying time. Wouldn't you think that would be it? It's almost too practical. Almost too practical. I hope that everybody was going to have a magnificent and lovely Mother's Day. If, uh, like me, your mother is no longer on this particular planet, 
um, I encourage you to send up some prayers and also, frankly, to remember all the good reasons why you are so happy that she was your mom. Because guess what? That's, that's the reason we do this. That's the reason human beings have families. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. I don't care about your politics, your vitamins, your whatever, your, any of that. You love your mama. And I appreciate that. And I really appreciate how kind you are to your garden mama, too. Thank you for all that. Come see me this week, mama on air at yahoo.com. Come see me this week, patreon.com slash garden mama. And come see me next Saturday, please, live and in person at Ace Bolton Screw. We will be there 8 a.m. bright and early, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, Rhino. Thanks for a great day around here, folks. A little more to come in this year, but we'll all be, frankly, gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of TeleSouth Communication. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt. Right now, we're offering great specials on memberships to our state-of-the-art indoor shooting range. Join now and get your first month free. While you're here, check out our full-service gunsmithing department. We offer everything from professional gun cleaning, Cerakoting, camo application, accurizing, to custom rifle bills. We hope to see you soon. You might even get to meet my wife, Jane. That'll be a real trip. Are you an employee or employer in search of flame-resistant clothing that'll protect your arms and legs but won't cost you an arm and a leg? Well, ESI Supply has you covered, literally, with full coveralls, button-down long sleeves, two-button cotton pullovers, and jeans to go with them. ESI Supply is your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. If we don't have it, we can get it at prices that won't burn the pocketbook. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. And online at ESISupply.net. ESI Supply, your flame-resistant clothing headquarters. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.